Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uktena, and today we'll be discussing Akashic logistics, questions and experiences that most people have when first starting to work with the Akashics. As children, it's easy for us to see there's more to life than the physical, and the separation between there and here is much thinner than adults think, perhaps even non-existent. Over time, we're taught the physical is all that's real, and everything else should be discounted and ignored. We're taught to believe spiritual things are there, and we are here, and we should focus on doing the right thing here so we can get there. Everything is framed in terms of separation and disconnection, while striving to achieve connection, even though that's supposedly not possible. Because if there were connection, if we were truly able to communicate with God or other beings, we wouldn't think people were crazy for hearing voices, and God made me do it would be a viable defense in court. But where is there, if not here? And how do we get there? So here's the thing. The terms here and there make it seem like the world of spiritual things is a different place we travel to and from in order to come here. But it's not. The other side, the spiritual, is all around us all the time. I hate to say it, but George Lucas is right. The Force is everywhere. The Akashics in physical manifestation, is the base substance from which all things are created. Scientists are discovering this through their research into the zero-point field. We perceive there being a separation not because there actually is one, but because we've become focused on one particular aspect of existence. Going to the Akashics, therefore, is as easy as changing our focus. In workshops, I point out that for most of our lives, our minds, hearts, and bodies are driving the bus, with our soul along for the ride. When accessing the Akashics consciously, we move our soul to the driver's seat and let the other three follow along. It's somewhat like putting on a pair of glasses after having blurry sight for a long time. But even I fall into the trap of describing the Akashics as there at times. It's sometimes the best way to help get the point across, but it blurs the fact there isn't any true separation, and unfortunately it becomes a habit. Then something will happen reminded me of the connectedness of it all, such as a student who manifested an object from her meditation. She experienced an object in meditation, and it was something she loved which brought her a great deal of joy, so she was loath to part with it. But she did, and concluded the meditation, feeling good but very tired. When she walked into her kitchen, the object was on the counter in the physical. Students working with my class Find Your Calling in the Akashics, which takes them to a meadow, repeatedly post on the chat board their experiences of the meadow having been part of their dreams for many years or being physically present in their lives and in their neighborhood, 
bringing them the same feeling of peace and serenity and love no matter what form they find it in. This is because the Akashics is not a place somewhere else, but very much here, or we're there. Or there is no here and there. We're just here. And if it's all here, then the lessons and experiences, wisdom and discovery people acquire in the Akashics through meditation is not just about there, not just something to think about and then set aside, but here too. The lessons learned are about this moment in this life and have real-world applications. I use the concept of conversation as a means of understanding how we think, because daydreams are conversations between our logical left brain, are connected to the eternal right brain, and our soul. They take the mundane and the possible and try to help us bring to consciousness more about ourselves and our path. Dreamtime is a place where our right and left brains can sort out the input of the day and put it in perspective, where all the things we have shunted into our emotions and our body can be brought back out and processed where our guides can talk with us, where others who are working in Dreamtime can come visit us, and where we can go to the Akashics to catch up with our teachers and the remainder of ourselves which has stayed behind, just to name a few of the ways we're holding conversations in our head. Are we making all this up? Yes and no. Like any conversation, we create, through vocalizations and symbols, which are letters and numbers, meaning, or relay meaning we have already devised. But we are only one part of a conversation, even an internal one. During daydreams or dream time, we're working with experiences and input coming from outside of us, have various aspects of ourselves and processes imparting wisdom and insight to us, and other beings adding in their perspective in order to build on or argue with our meaning or convince us of theirs. And so it is in the Akashics. Guided meditations in the Akashics can feel like a dream, or a daydream, because they use the skills you already possess. In the Akashics, like dreams, everything is symbolic and can be fluid, or not, depending on the situation. Much of it, at least at first, may seem very familiar, just like any conversation you have with someone you haven't seen for a while, or have just met, the conversation begins with things you know, and quickly moves towards trying to find common ground or connection. Beings do this in the Akashics by presenting themselves in a visual way you are familiar with, such as appearing as a favorite pet, as someone you've known or in a visual form which seems familiar even though you can't quite figure out why. As the conversation progresses, the topics, symbols, and means of communication will move into more pertinent forms as you make a shared language symbol base with each other, just like you would do with a coworker or peer in normal life. Over time, you have shared jokes, shared vocabulary, and shared experience you can use to understand each other better and more quickly. One way you can check to see if what you are experiencing in the Akashics is really all you is to change something. 
Try to see your animal guide in another form. Try changing a chair in your room into a chimney. Or try changing any object at all. Try changing the nature of the place you arrive at, such as a beach, into a mountain or a forest. You'll find some things will change. Others will attempt to change, but the change may be partial, temporary, or non-existent. Because you can change your part of the conversation, but you can't change beings, things, and places much more than you can change your siblings or your significant other. Most people consciously accessing the Akashics experience things there the same way they experience life here. The primary source of input is visual, with the other senses making up a gestalt feeling of being actually present. Some instances of the other senses might be memorable, such as the feeling of something becoming highlighted, or a sound or a voice grabbing your attention, but for the most point it's all visual. However, there are a variety of ways in which people interpret their experiences in the Akashics. No way is better than any other, and each is geared to give you the best experience which matches your unique style and gifts. Most people tend towards visual imagery, and so we'll see images like still photos, either black and white or color, or they'll experience information as if they are seeing a movie in front of them. Sometimes they'll feel like they're in the movie or in a video game. Others are strongest at hearing. They will hear information, but have no pictures to go with the sound. Most often they hear voices and ambient sounds while seeing random colors or some kind of holding pattern. And still others are more tactile, and so they receive physical sensations or emotions while receiving information directly into their memories. During or after being in the Akashics, a partner can ask them pertinent questions, such as what their book looked like, or what room they were in, or who they interacted with, and they'll be able to tell you, although their experience of the event was purely tactile. No matter how you experience the Akashics, the first couple of times can be a bit awkward. Sounds are blurry or indistinct, the information is dumped in but doesn't make sense, or the pictures are blurry. This happens to pretty much everyone. I hear this from students when they begin my classes. Some see clearly at the beginning of the meditation, and then the farther they get into it, the blurrier it gets and the less they see. Some people feel like everyone is a giant, and they're tiny. Some people float above everyone else and can't get on the same level. Some people can see a focused area, like looking through a straw. Everything in the center is clear, and everything else on the edges is blurry. Some can't see the faces of the people around them. Some of them see the beings as dark and scary. All of these things are what I liken to eyes being out of focus. While all of these things seem very distinct, most of this is actually about adjusting harmonics, the beingness of a person to being there or building the quote-unquote muscles to hold things steady and focus on the entire picture. This takes time and practice. Basically, repetition will get you there. These issues resolve themselves fairly quickly and are forgotten in time. But if something like this happens to you, take note, because for those who choose to work with the Akashics more than just a little bit, what you'll find is these effects reoccur when you move to a new level of work, 
or when you begin a new course of study or start working with beings who push you to expand yourself in new ways. Once again, your eyes will unfocus, you will need to reharmonize to build up new muscles, and then you're off to the races. The thing to keep in mind is it's not some grand sign. This isn't an indication something is wrong. It's just part of the process. And that's all the time we have this week. Next time, we'll be looking at how using the Akashics can enhance your personal and professional practices. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. Thanks. Bye.